right, welcome back to Talking Texas Forever, a Friday Night Lights podcast. I'm Michelle. And I'm Liz. And we're discussing season two, episode 12, Who Do You Think You Are? Original air date, January 18th, 2008, written by Carrie Aaron and directed by Michael Waxman. Carlotta goes back to Guatemala, leaving Matt sad. <laughs> Sorry. I'm laughing. That was fun. just like a funny sentence. <laughs> leaving Matt sad and plus the hammering. Sorry if you guys hear that. We yeah, don't can, know what is happening next door. Can you hear the hammering? Because I'm also laughing because I, leaving Matt sad and all here is don't, the, don't, don't. don't. <laughs> uh, it's 8 p.m. after 8 and my neighbor's working on something outside. Who knows why? Okay, it's quiet. Let's let's go. Let's get it in. Let's get in. Okay, part of Santiago's past returns. Noel and Brian find out their parents don't agree with their relationship. A Christian radio station hires Lila as their new on-air personality, while Coach Taylor and Tammy hunt for a new dare care. Dare care. I got distracted again. <laughs> a dare care. Uh, they hunt for a new daycare for Gracie Bell. Yeah. Yeah. This is a hard one. It was. Mm-hmm. I told you that because last week I didn't want to tease to you that this was the a heavier episode. Yeah, and let's teach you about race. Right episode we had last last seasons. You know, with Mac and the football and the bus and the team. Remember all right. that? Like, like I said when we were watching, it's important to still highlight the race issue in Absolutely. this town. It should not go away. Um. Just sad. Just sad all around. Sad situation. Yeah. The four words I gave you, bond, radio, love, and friend. These were to describe this episode. You did really well. It did pretty good. You did. Yeah. So let's start with bond. This had to do with Tammy and Eric's bond to Gracie Bell. And Gracie Bell. This is a really hard, trying situation. Again, I don't have children but I can only, you know, even this, my friends that have to go back to their jobs or go back to school or whatever it is. Like, this is such a tricky situation. Do you have friends going through this? Yeah. I mean, my my first friend that had a baby, he was in daycare. I mean, luckily, she did have help from her in-laws and from her her mother as well, which is like my goal. Yeah. <laughs> Mom and in-law, like, please come and help. Um. But if you don't have that, you have to put your kid in daycare unless you don't go back to work. Yeah. Yeah. So they Tammy finds a new daycare, which first Eric's concerned about. Like, it where looks did you a find this one? I don't know. I think it, it looked real. It, it looked absolutely real. And I think maybe I just don't know Dylan. Like, yeah. I'm expecting more out of Dylan when I should be like, no, that makes sense for the town. What's wrong with me? What are you expecting? I don't know. I expected, like, maybe just a little bit more. It just seemed very, it seemed a little run down to me. I don't know. It just judging by the outside, but we can't judge a book by its cover. So who am I to say that they're not a good daycare? Yeah, well, this specific daycare had an opening. So Tammy... Like, she, immediately. Yeah, and Tammy's quick to bring her. She tells Eric, you bring... Julie did school. I'll bring Grace Bell. As soon as she gets there, she realizes, I can't do this. It's too soon. So she goes to school and has Glenn looking after Grace Bell. I love Glenn. Oh, I do too. He's Tammy's work BFF. best friend. And obviously, Eric walks in on this and finds it funny. Like, oh, look, Grace Bell is here. I loved when she pushed her in the hall in the stroller. Hey, how how you doing, girl? (laughs) 
How's that? How's that going for you? Just like pushing her around. It was so funny. Yeah. Needless to say, Gracie Bell didn't make it to daycare all week. All week, three days specifically. I, yeah, because we see the turn of events of her coming to school. Eric talks with Mac. They're going over gameplays, and Mac has this conversation of, you know, I saw Gracie Bell. I'm so distracted by this crap by the knocking. <laughs> I hope you all can hear this. Because it's like every time Michelle opens her mouth, he starts hammering. But then when she's silent, he stops. Where's it's Ashton? Like on purpose. Where's Ashton? Yeah. Ashton. Yeah. Okay. So Eric's having this conversation with Mac and Mac's like, oh, hey, I saw Tammy at school with Gracie. I can't believe you're letting her bring her to school. If I were you, I would tell my wife that she needs to stay home with the kids because that's what women folk do. Funny. Does Mac have children? So, to be determined. I don't know. Doesn't he have daughters? He has a wife. He might have said that. We know he has a wife that he brought the tulips home to. Yes. But the kids, I don't know. Also, the mother stays home. Right. So typical. <laughs> right. Eric. Okay. So Eric, in throughout this episode, he's just conflicted of, I wish Tammy would stay home. That could be an option, but I don't want her to do that. Right. He doesn't want to tell her to do that. Also, Tammy loves her job. It's not like um, she has this like nine to five where she just wants to make, you know, ends meet and help her family and pay the bills type thing. But no, she actually loves what she does. She doesn't want to miss it. Right. But she also doesn't want to miss her kid. And, you know, the the steps that her kid will take and her, you know, everything that you uh, have as a parent when your child is a baby. And it's just some... Um, it's really tricky. So is talking with the pounding of the nails. It's just, just like kind of day. It's like the Mondayest Tuesday. I had a very Monday Tuesday today. Yeah, it's the Mondayest 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 of week so far. It's only Tuesday. Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay, let's continue on. So, Eric and Tammy they end up having this back and forth during dinner and Julie's like are you guys fighting and they're like no and they're just discussing the situation they later on do talk about it and he says listen let's talk I don't want you to quit your job you're a damn good counselor you're a damn good mom and you're a hot wife sexy as hell which is so true yeah and he also says you know I you know what I found on the internet that separation anxiety is actually a good thing Mm. and it'll be all be okay yeah and what did you think of her argument of you didn't bring her to the daycare and he said I would have you didn't let me and she said you weren't ready to do so he was very frazzled that morning and I even said to Michelle I was like he needs to calm down Michelle's like he gets better he gets better but I was like he was just very like and he was like in a mood a coach's mood that you can tell he's gonna be in for a little bit just his personality type as I know for two seasons now <laughs> and Tammy was like no I need to do this mm-hmm. and she went and if you know, I think if Eric went too, he would have been like, I don't think this is, I honestly thought, and I go back to like the first thing I said about the daycare, maybe not being like the nicest, but I thought that's initially why she was like, oh no, we're not doing it here. Because of how it looked? Yeah. But then it just is a stems from, no, I'm just not ready to take her to daycare at all because I don't right. want to bring her there. I'm not ready for this. But I think Eric probably would have done the same thing. Yeah, but by day two or three, she just didn't even want to have the conversation with him. No. I need you to actually take her. Yeah. But they end up taking her together 
and they're able to do it. And Gracie Bell gets dropped off. Emotional for them. Yes. Yes. And I asked Michelle, I was like, what did they do when Julie was a baby? And Michelle's like, she probably stayed home because we don't think she worked then. Right. Which makes sense. So this is probably extra hard. Like her first kid that she's leaving at daycare. And she has to go through that. And she says to Eric that I forgot what it's like at this stage. Yeah. It's been 16 years since they had a new little baby. Baby, yeah. So sweet. She's so cute. I know. They must use twins, right? I, they it's like do. every television and movie, like yeah. they use twins because yeah. it's easier. Yeah. Okay, let's move on to radio. So Lila gets a job at a Christian radio station. Her co-host is Chris. Oh, that's the same Chris. Didn't even get that. Matt Zucre. Oh, what a dreamboat. Logan. <laughs> I am a team Logan girl. I know you are. I truly It's controversial am. over here. But. It, listen, I love... I love uh, <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I do. I love Logan. There's something about Matt Zuckery. Matt Zuckery is super charming. Yes, he is. He's always been. Every character he plays, even if he's a dick, he's still so charming. Yeah. It's just his persona. Yeah. And Scott Patterson even said like on his podcast, like he's such a nice guy. And that's like, it's always that way, right? Like they play, sometimes they play a dick on television, but they're super sweet in real life. Yeah. You can just tell. So, uh, Is that Anne? I don't think so. What the fuck is that? Okay, now there's like drilling and sawing happening. What the fuck? It's not going to be light for much longer. He has to stop, right? I thought Anne was playing music upstairs. No, it's like sawing happening. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How am I going to piece this together? I think we're just going to have to leave some of this in. It is what it is. It is what it is. Y'all get the real tea. Okay, so Lila and Chris, we see them get to know each other throughout this episode. It's really sweet. They yes, are bonding. Yes. They're answering calls together. Kate wants to know, have you or would you ever solicit advice from a radio show host or advice columnist? Would I ask for advice? Yeah, or would you... Or would I give advice? Sh- she asked that next, yeah. I mean, sure. Like What we do basically is radio. <laughs> so we do that all the time. Um, would I accept advice from someone? I wouldn't go. I probably wouldn't go out and seek a a question into the abyss of the radio and have someone answer. Like, what's the one? Delilah and Doctor Laura. Or, yeah, like all the ones that are like relationship advice or just like something with you know like essentially like radio therapy where you're asking a question but you're anonymous or whatever. Um, I've never done that, but I'm not opposed to it. I just I don't know. I seek like my, my information other elsewhere. Yeah, uh, growing up, I've always wanted to be Frasier. I'm listening. The doctor is listening. I just upset. I mean, I've loved radio since I was a kid, so I always wanted to do talk radio, and I guess this is why I love podcasting right? so much. It's essentially the same. Uh, but I never called in for advice. I love listening to it, though. Me too. I love it. But I, I'm same with you. I wouldn't be opposed to it. Yeah. Vic wants to know, have you ever called into a radio show or radio station, won anything like that? Um. I think back in the day, I called in and got summer jam tickets. But I don't think you had to like do trivia or anything like that. It was kind of just like, you're the 10th caller. And my, and my mom kept calling and calling and calling. And I remember she put on speakerphone. I think we won. It was either like summer jam or winter jam or one of those. 
you know, BLI concerts. That's one of the local stations out of here. Um, and at Jones Beach, they ca- they had Summer Jam. And that was super fun because it would be all of, I mean, Z- Z100 does their Jingle Ball. It's essentially the same thing where a bunch of artists come and they perform their songs. And usually the headliners were big. I remember one headliner for me was like Christina Aguilera. Wow. Yeah, which was super cool. Uh, I remember Dream. Dream was at one of them. Who else? Like, those were, like, the big ones. So, yeah, I think that did happen, but I didn't actually, like, have to participate in anything. I remember, and maybe you were at our house when this happened. Backstreet Boys? When I won the Backstreet yeah. Boys tickets. And I, I won them for my best friend, but my sister was really upset. She was pissed. And I remember them being like, are you so excited? I'm like, no, I don't like the Backstreet like, Boys. No, I don't like boy bands. I'm so into P.O.D. <laughs> wow. No, it's true, though. I didn't like Backstreet Boys or NSYNC at the time. But they were like, oh, my God, you're so excited. I was like, no, I want these for my best friend. And my best friend screaming because she hears me on the radio. It was <laughs> amazing. It was That's so fun. I know. It was just being a lucky caller. It didn't have to oh, answer yeah. trivia. No. Yeah. So Lila, like we said, she gets a few calls, one including a prank call from Reagan's. Mean. Yeah. Well, he's hanging out with Jason and Herc. And then Jason makes a snide comment about how Reagan's likes Lila. I liked seeing the three of them hang out. Yeah. It means a lot to me, friendship wise, that Tim is included with the boys. Now he's going over there. He can stay there if he can't stay at, you know, his own place because Lord knows what's happening over there. You're we didn't so even go back to that yet. Right. Wait, let's touch upon that. Mm. Jason moved out a couple of episodes ago. Yeah, like not last week, the week before, right? Yeah. So why didn't Rigo go over there and sleep over? Right. We we keep doing this. With I know. The, I think, is it possible? I mean, I'm sure it's possible, but was it apparent in real life that Scott Porter was not available for a few weeks because we haven't seen him. It feels like a while, but also the past couple, we haven't really done the Landry Tyrus stuff either. So like they've been like MIA. So maybe it was just like, Oh, we don't have enough funding timing for Mm. Scott to come in. So we can't really use, utilize him for Tim. We could just like set it though. Whatever, you know, the stuff we harp on is always that. So, yeah. So after this prank call obviously lila knows it's tim so she goes over she confronts him and she's like why did you do that this isn't funny she explains she's getting up before school and after school to give advice she's working really hard for this yeah and he's like i thought it'd be funny and she's like why don't you think before you act go lila yeah i loved that i loved her in this episode she i loved her in this episode too because she was owning her true authentic self yep and that's it. Take it or leave it. Like, if you think it's funny, obviously, I'm not the person that you should be with because I believe in this. Yeah. But also, just like how many times. And also, it's disrespectful. You're supposed to be my friend. Well, it's well, right. It's disrespectful. I've helped you out with shit. Like, drop it. Yeah. Like, stop. Yeah. I didn't like that um, from Tim. Yeah. So while Tim is driving, he overhears Lila giving advice to someone and he takes her advice he stops by to be shine your light right like tell your truth be who you are he takes that to heart he ends up going to a convenience store he buys flowers he drives to the promised land the promised land (laughs) that made me lol i was like oh that's what it's called and as he's walking in we see chris and lila shutting down and they kiss yeah because they have an obvious 
attraction to each other yeah. and a little flirtation and he says like oh you're not so bad on the eyes and it was really sweet and genuine and also very like innocent yes where tim doesn't understand that like very gradual courtship of let's get to know each other on a deeper level they're obviously they have hooked up in the past so like that's already not on their side so him he did he did try the best tim could at this point after being humiliated by lila as he should have been so he tried his best, but it's not his time. Unfortunately, guys, it's not his time. And I know his time is coming and I'm really not happy about it because I don't like this as a them as a couple. I want them to be individual, but I digress because we're nearing the end of season two. It's probably not happening here. So that she just answered that question. We yes. don't even need to discuss it further. <laughs> Kate wants I just predict I guys I know I'm just so good. I predicted all of your questions. Yeah. Uh Kate says Lila mentions that she burned her old cheerleading mm. uniform when she's talking to Chris about yeah. the past. Have you ever burned or otherwise destroyed something to mark a transition or as a sort of cleansing ritual? No, but I would totally do it. We burned like the boy's cell phone. That was pretty much the only thing we've ever but the boy's cell phone blew up. Remember I wasn't the there fire? for that. No. Wait, oh. was that at a, one of my parties? Yes, at Cedar. When we burned, we used to burn the mail every yes, Memorial Day. Yes, then the Day. boys threw in a freaking cell phone and the whole thing blew up. So stupid. Don't, don't burn don't your, do your shit, guys. Um, but don't. I feel like as a ritual, yes, it would be healing and like maybe cathartic to burn old things. But yeah. I haven't done that. No, I haven't either. I'll keep it in mind. Mm-hmm. Okay, moving on. Santiago, he gets a blast from the past by his old friend Devin, played by Francis Capra. Weevil. Weevil. Ah. I know. He's such a good actor. He is. He's great. He makes you want to punch him. <laughs> in this, I mean, in Veronica Mars, you definitely wanted to punch him a little bit too, but I here, loved him you in that. really want to punch him. Yeah. So at first, it seems like Devin's happy for Santiago and what he's doing. I know. I was so thrown because I was like, oh, come on, dude. You seem like you were really going to be happy for your bro and just like let him be. But no, you had to be a dick. Yeah. So he picks him up after school. They end up hanging out outside where he's staying. Buddy's place. Buddy comes home and... Buddy's doing the best he can. He introduced himself. He's he like, really did. any friend of the Sandman is welcome here. You come over for pizza and you guys can have food. Like, it's all cool. Everybody is welcome. So, like, props to Buddy. I loved it, but also... Cringe. I didn't find it to be cringe. Mikasa Sukasa? Cringe. Oh, I didn't catch that. <laughs> I don't know. That's inappropriate. It just, like, made me feel <laughs> a little bit cringy. Okay, that no, that's cringy. I did not catch that. Um, I the intent, yeah, I liked. Also, though, what what's his name? Santiago. No, the other one, Devin. Devin said about Buddy is accurate though. Like, don't think he cares about anything but getting something from you. And while I I see a different side to Buddy while watching him with Santiago, I truly do, and I really did like him in this episode. Uh, at the end of the day, though, if he wasn't playing on his football team, I don't know if he would have just so willingly take, taken him in. And I don't know. I think, well, one, I think it was partially driven by Lila. And that, too. If he wasn't playing on the team, you're. I think you're right on that. But the heart has changed. 
And it so has. because we even see that. And for both of them, Santiago yeah. too. It's funny. We haven't seen Lila and Santiago even hung out since that moment. It's really just Buddy and Santiago, and which team. is really special. Yeah. So because of his friends are going to come over, we see Buddy talking in the bar to just random random people asking like, hey, if there were like a group of people you didn't know were coming over, would you hide your stuff like a gold watch? But we should all trust each other. I also liked, but his speech of, you know, you shouldn't judge a book by its cover. And why is there so much hate in the world? And we should be accepting of others. And I was like, yes. Yes. But also in the back of his mind, he's like, should I hide my shit? Right. So then, and rightfully so, his shit does get stolen. But yeah. Right. So he, the guy says, yes, I would hide my watch. So then he ends up going to Tammy and Eric asking like, you guys are such great parents. What would you do? Now, mind, this is during the dinner fight scene. Not the best part, yeah. And I'm pretty sure they give the advice of you need to trust Santiago. And so he ends up leaving out his signed football and the trophy and the gold watch. Santiago right. has all these people over. Where he's so anxious. And I felt so oh. bad for him. And Devin ends up taking the watch. Right. Like, they couldn't just have, like, a chill boys night. I no. mean, things could have definitely have gotten rowdy with the boys in general. I didn't need to add, like, all these other people involved. But I guess Buddy was trusting Santiago to trust these other people not to destroy his house or apartment. And Santiago was so on edge the whole time because things were getting ruined and stained and shit was getting flown everywhere. And then... When, when all said and done, the watch is stolen. Yeah. So and he's pissed. Well, of course. So Devin ends up, I mean, Santiago goes and approaches Devin about it. And this is where Devin says, like, this guy wouldn't care about you if you weren't playing football. Santiago goes in and gets the watch anyway. They get into a huge fight. But when we get back, all Buddy's concerned about is Santiago. And if he's okay, he's like, who cares about the watch? Let me clean you up. This made me cry. Yeah, I appreciated that for what it was. Yeah. Right. So it's, I love this dynamic. I do. It's making me appreciate Buddy for what I haven't seen before from him. Buddy is not like our other. I know he's not. Yeah, I know he's not. Our other total Betty. No, he's, he's not in that category. And I know I have put him in that category in the past. Um, he has very quickly adapted into being someone who is a way more likable than those other villains in our shows, at least quick, quicker than the other ones. You know, I'm trying guys. I just, I don't think we can put buddy in the villain category. Like guy is a villain. Well, guy, yeah, but, and there will be a, there will be more, but I'm sure there's more buddy. I don't know. He's, right. No, he's definitely, he's definitely not, a villain. He's a dick. He's um maybe sleazy. He's sleazy, but he's not a villain. No. Kate asks if a group of teenage delinquents was going to be spending time at your house, what valuable valuables or prized possessions would you hide before they arrived? I don't have many valuables or prized possessions. <laughs> Same. Um yeah. We don't even we're not even like a cash house. Yeah, neither are we. It's bad, actually. We should have more cash in the house. We don't have much cash. Um, so other than that, I can't think of anything. Like, I don't own jewelry that I care about except for, like, my engagement ring <laughs> or my grandmother's ring, which I'm not wearing any 
because a little st- one of my stones came out again. Not the uh, not a bigger stone, not a small stone. Yeah. So Randy has to take it in. That was my sidebar. But um, other than that, I have I have nothing of excitement that I can't be replaced in my house. The only thing I have of value to me is in our fire safe safety our box, mm. and that has like a letter from my dad. And obviously, well, like and like, why would someone want that? Right. That's what I'm saying. That's what I. That's like my valuables. Right. Something like that, or like old family photos things like that that you can't get back right if you want to steal my couch i'll get another one you know like (laughs) and also like if you're having these people over i'm not going to take the tv down no it's like the computer you want to like semi look normal like you're trying to trust these people right but buddy does have signed memorabilia and trophies and his grandfather's watch yep which he has nicely placed on his mantle he displayed it he displayed it so and that, of course, is the thing that he goes and takes. And at first, I was like, I wanted to believe that he wasn't the one who took it. Maybe it was someone else. But then he was the one, which sucks. We know who Devin is. Yeah. That's, we, Devin came for a role. He came for a purpose. And that's it. Mm-hmm. All right. So let's go into the Smash and Noel of it all. Okay. So the first comment we get, which you did not even notice, is <laughs> Noel runs up to Smash after practice. And we have... Other teammates say, you ain't learned nothing from OJ. And then they start dancing and say, you got jungle fever. Oh. So bad. It's so bad. And I'll tell you this. You guys know I watch everything with captions. I don't know if I would have caught that if I didn't have captions. No, I mean, I didn't even catch it. You had to I, repeat it to me. Yeah, I was like, wait, let's just you now need to, at least. But you need to focus in oh, on this. Oh, come on with that. Yeah, and so Noelle invites Smash and his family over for dinner. They go for dinner. It seems like it's going really well. And which you were like, this is so cute. It was so cute until I knew it wasn't going to be cute anymore. Yeah, and so, so Smash's sisters go off with Noelle's sisters. And Noelle's mom brings up to Corinna, hey, how do you feel about Smash and Noelle dating? Because we're not happy with how it. How about you don't say that in front of your children? Maybe have a private conversation. Right? Regardless, I mean, the conversation is is bullshit and sucks to begin with. But why did you have to have it in in front of your children? <laughs> Here we go again. This is what happened in? last week. You can let him in. Cat break. But yeah, why would you bring this up at dinner in front of the kids? It's just wrong. It's not teaching your children anything if you're trying to teach them a lesson. Yeah. And Noelle's dad, I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't mean to judge, but I wanted to punch his face. <laughs> It was a punchable face. It was the um the bottom lip comes up, so it looks like he's forever smirking, even though it's not a smirk, but it's like a condescending tone face. We already answered this that we would have done this very differently. We would have had this conversation not in front of the kids and not with other parents. But how did and you? So I mean, us two would never have had no, this no, no, conversation. We wouldn't. <laughs> but how do you feel about Corinna agreeing? Which I we know. knew she agreed because she's had a problem with Noel from the start right and i don't necessarily think it's just because she was white i think it was because also she was influencing him in such a way that he couldn't see past it right and influencing his future and influencing her family and uh, it was a lot of factors going in there i didn't necessarily not agree with her then i clearly don't agree with either side now but i'm a third party you know non-biased and it just it hurts me it hurts me a lot 
And unfortunately, both sides are ignorant and won't even attempt to see another uh, light or see a light at the end of the tunnel with this situation. Like, you should at least give it a try. Don't just like automatically. I mean, they, I'm, I don't know how long they've been dating. It seems like maybe a few weeks longer, longer, right? Because she's been involved in this for since uh, maybe before mid-season. Yeah. So we just don't really see a lot of it. So I guess maybe it has been built up. Uh, Vic wants to know, did you ever do dinner with parents in terms of like, both parent, both sides. No, you haven't have. I don't mm-mm. really. No, uh, the only time that like all of Randy and I's family were together is when we got engaged. But that's like other relationships. Um, no, we none of we haven't had like the whole pact. No, I meant with time. Randy. I didn't. Oh yeah, that. with Randy, just and it wasn't really dinner. It was kind of just like at my apartment after we got engaged and everyone was there and then it kind of just like dissipated and everyone left. But yeah, that we never had like a full sit down, like let's get a glass, like a bottle open and you know. In time, you have time for that. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, we've done it a bunch of times. We've had barbecues and gone yeah. out to restaurants and it always goes well. There's no, right. there's no issues with it. All right, so this leads to Smash and Noelle sneaking around. Specifically, Smash heads to the movies with his little sister, which Corinna's yeah. super happy about because they're not speaking and she's like boy yeah like kind of like get over it and it's like well i know he can't get over it he likes this girl and you're being ignorant (laughs) right so they get to the movies and his sister doesn't understand why one they went to a theater that's out of town and two why are you ordering three Mm -hmm, drinks mm -hmm. only to come to realize that noelle is meeting them there right so noelle and smash they sit in front of his sister and yeah, leave that was her behind. Mean. They shouldn't have done that. They, if they wanted to be together, they could have at least had a sister sit next to him. Or I know they want to like make out, but like, well, no, put your sister in front of you. Right. It's just right. That would be less awkward. Now she's for me to watch you, not for you to watch us. And also, you're gonna watch. She's and gonna you can watch, keep an eye on her. She's younger. Right. She's gonna watch you guys make out. It's, it's gross. super gross. Yeah, it wasn't appropriate. But she gets her think about it. Yeah, no, she gets harassed by these kids <sighs> and they say awful things like, you know, does uh, black and white run in the family? Mm-hmm. You got one of ours. Let us get one of your like <sighs> awful things. Smash gets up, ends up getting into a fight. Yeah, he's like, shut the fuck up. And they run out. And then. Oh, my God. And then this is so sad because his sister was so frightened and upset and overwhelmed. And then so Smash is upset because she was overwhelmed and he is upset that he punched and just let his emotions out and also like it's a really fucked up situation as and all the things that were said at that movie is too yeah no it's awful and he says to her like please don't tell mom yeah and she ends up it keeping, would just break her heart yeah and she ends up keeping the secret yeah do i don't both sides of parents have been around the block before and I'm sure have seen things and are quick to judge. And like I said, are ignorant, but that's all they know. So it's hard for me to like really put them like as my shittiest, let's just say, 
because I understand like they're they've been like nurtured in that world of no we should be separate because that's just like probably what their parents taught them and their their surroundings and also Dylan is not a very friendly town and or people who are different or people you know they they're not accepting and so therefore I don't blame their parents I just wish they would just try and make a change like see the change you want to be like that's you should want that for your children yeah I agree with you on that and it's just what they're used to and they're afraid also of what Dylan would think of them exactly it's all about the the outside looking in and not what they're not I shouldn't say that they're it's all about the appearance and what people will think and people were staring all over at the movies they were from that side of the town they were last but not least little Maddie's heart is broken Carlotta is going back to Guatemala because her family needs her wow I so predicted this I just did not think it was gonna happen this week's episode (laughs) Matt is conflicted because he loves her and yeah, I mean, I, I, I can't get excited about this. I know you, you, y'all in the chat are hating on it. I don't. I'm okay with it. I like her. I don't like them together, especially when we know she's leaving. It's like really hard to get on board with something. Oh, right, absolutely. Like there, you can't put any stake in it because it's not going to fall through. And so, for the time being, I was like, whatever, they're cute. They seem to have like a nice friendship and relationship, even though it started out a little weird, like. The way it started was inappropriate. It was inappropriate, but they did have a bond. He lost his virginity to her. He so it's a big did. deal. And mm-hmm. they shared feelings. Like I feel for Matt in the sense of I know I can sympathize with you and now your heart hurts. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize he didn't fill Landry in until now. I know. I thought Landry would have known this whole time. He didn't. Apparently, so this scene when they're outside talking, according to Clear Eyes Full Hearts podcast, uh, Stacy was saying that the scene that was cut was her doing like the um, like mowing the lawn in the bikini. Remember that job <laughs> prospect she spoke about? That's what those boys were watching. Oh, that's and that got funny. Cut. Oh, come on. I know, right? Well, I guess maybe better that we're not like propping her up on like a, you know, to show. That's true. The goods or whatever. That's true. (laughs) So Carlotta invites Matt to a quinceanera and tells her uh, while they're dancing that he loves her and she loves him too and that she shouldn't go. And she's like, I can't stay my family. And you have to understand that, Matt. You do everything for your family. This is true. That's a good point. Yeah. Uh, He gets home one night and Carlotta, Carlotta has already left, leaves Matt a note. Well, I'm sure it was too hard for her to say goodbye. Grandma was sweet. She's like, she was such a nice girl, Matt. Yeah. She really wanted to say goodbye to you. So questionable with where Grandma is, what Grandma's doing, especially now when Carlotta's going to be gone. What's going to happen? Yeah. Kate wants to know, does Grandma Saracen still not know what has been happening with Matt and Carlotta? What she do you, don't know. What do you think her reaction will be finding out? If she cares. She doesn't know and she's not going to find out. Yeah, I don't I don't think it's relevant even at this point. Yeah. They're not going to go back into it. And even if they do, Grandma's going to be like, ah, ha, ha. she's not going to care. She liked Carlotta. She said she was a nice girl. I don't think she's going to care at all. Yeah, we had that cute moment in the beginning of their scene uh, with Grandma making pancakes. With the bacon soda. Well, yeah, but also wanting to share that with Carlotta and Matt. 
Yeah. So she really did become part of the family. She did. It's a, it was a really weird situation. Right. Yeah. We hope you're enjoying this week's episode of Talk in Texas Forever and appreciate you for listening every single week. All of our shows are funded by our buddies who pledge to our network, and it means the absolute world to us. You hear us talk about it every week, but just in case you were wondering a little bit more, we have tiers starting at a dollar and offer some pretty cool perks like guest hosting on the podcast, listening to episodes a day early, and access to the best group chat ever via Discord. These are just to name a few. To learn more about our network and everything we offer, check out patreon.com slash Network. Uh, Will says, um, will our ferret king guy come back to the show or what? I mean, I hope not. I hope that completely just he's on the island. No, he's not on the island. Fuck. (laughs) I would love for him to be on the island so that I cannot feel badly about watching this whole thing unfold. So uh, I'm sure I'm like in either the penultimate or the finale. He'll be back Mm -hmm. because we've we're on 12. We only have three more. That's right. It's not going to be next week. Uh, So Scott Tobias from the AV Club. I was reading reviews on this episode. I wanted to see how it was received. Mm. And I thought this is an interesting point. Uh, But there's ambition and there's execution. And who do you think you are fell considerably short of the mark. There's a fine line between exploding stereotypes and indulging in them for a well-meaning point. And show tread on the wrong side of the line the whole night. I'm trying to read something serious and the cat's meowing. The sawing next door finally stopped. And now we have Niles. Meowing. Um, I totally agree. There was so much stereotyping. Yeah. In this entire episode and cast typing, like we said, with um, Devin's character. Mm -hmm. It. Yeah. Agreed. Like we. Not that it wasn't done like tastefully but it was just like a lot mushed into one episode we could have spread it out right it's like this is the episode that we're trying to teach right and like and it's impact in one right mm-hmm. yeah it just um yeah let's spread this out or trickle here not trickle i don't want to like use that term with this with these topics but this could have been different up ep- like different uh, right, we could touch upon these yeah. hard, tricky situations, trying situations, not in all in one episode. Right, exactly. Uh, uh, music in this episode, Devandra, Ben Hart, Stevie Wonder, Glenn Campbell, and Sin Bendetta. What do you have for quotes? My favorite quote was, it was hard for us. And I loved it, and I spo- it spoke to me, and Tammy was like, we just came home. It was really hard for us today. Like we had a bad day. And I was like, yes, you have a bad day as a family. It was really sweet. My favorite quote, what it quote is, it's not my fault. I got a break. Mm. And Santiago says mm-hmm. that to Devin. It's true. So true. MVP and shittiest. Who's your MVP? Santiago. Mine is coach. Coach. Yeah. Yes. I felt he was really calm in this episode like you viewed him as being a little up i viewed him as calm he listened 
he gave Tammy grace with like, you don't need to rush yourself going to daycare. That I liked. And also him saying, no, you're not going to quit your job. We're not going to do And also tell, t- telling Mac that he's ignorant. Oh, well, Mac has always clearly been ignorant since the moment we've met him. Yeah. I agree with those. I, I didn't think he was hot, like hot-headed. I just felt like... I think he was just like really overwhelmed the whole episode and he was trying his best and he was a good support system to Tammy and was making her feel like her feelings are valid. So I agree with you. I picked Santiago because I just felt like I appreciated him sticking up for Buddy and all the other guys kind of like tried to put him down about it. He was like embarrassed, but he wasn't like, yeah, man, he's a fat piece of shit. Or, you know, he didn't really feed into it. So I appreciate that. And at the end of the day, he's like, you know what? I'm going to take this watch back because it means something to Buddy and Buddy means something to me. And screw you, Devin. Yeah. Davin. They keep calling him like Davin. Davin. <laughs> Devin. Who is your shittiest? Um, I put the parents, question mark. Yeah, I also put the parents. Not all the parents, but the parents at the dinner. Yeah. No, they could have executed that differently. Right. We didn't need to have this conversation in front of our children. We also didn't really have to have this conversation at all. But I understand where they're coming from, both sides. We could have just talked it out and said like, hey, let's have a talk with both of our kids and just see where their head's at with this and see, you know, if they are feel like threatened by society and like, what could we do to help them not just speak the, their mind and their ignorance in front of them? It's not going to help anything. It's asking a lot of these parents. It's asking a lot of them. Mm-hmm. It is. And I know that's like the whole reason we have this episode is because they're like that. Yeah. Yeah, we had, we had votes for Devin and the kids at the theater. Well, also, yeah. Yes, the kids at the theater. And Devin sucked, too. Okay. But I understand oh. Devin. Because again, like the parents, you're born and bred into this world. All he knows is being this, quote, thug, stereotypical kid that is not from the right side of the tracks and wants to keep that tradition of who they are with Santiago, even though Santiago's trying to get out. And maybe there's a bit of jealousy there and maybe there's a bit of fear that Santiago can make it and he's not making it in the world or whatever. So like, I understand I sympathize with him, but he's still a shitty. <laughs> I mean, you can understand I can do that for everyone. You can understand everyone. Episode. Yeah. Everyone in this episode, even the, the shitty kids at the theater, like absolutely. Cause look how you it's were bred. The, it's the same yeah. situation. You're bred brought up. Yeah. All right. Panther pride t-shirt count. What'd you I, have? I didn't count, count any. I'm okay. sorry. <laughs> I saw two. Kate saw three. Okay. So yeah, at the end of the, I was like, oh fuck, I didn't get my t-shirts. Yeah, <laughs> yep. All right, Coach's corner. What was your favorite moment? I liked Tammy and Coach. Yeah, me too. Together, like, let's talk. And she's like, damn it, I don't want to talk about it. But he forced her to, and they did hear each other and had a good conversation. And I mean, that was the most like coaching he did in the episode. I feel like he didn't like have to necessarily coach anyone. She didn't really do that either. Yeah, it was a bye week. Yeah. So in terms of football and coaching in that sense. Yeah. Question. And Mike had brought it up in the chat too. Like what does coach do when he's not coaching? Well, technically now he's, he's like head a, of the de- the athletic department. Right. So I guess he has to be on c- campus at all times. Yeah. We just don't see that. We don't see it. Mm-hmm. 
Yet clearly he doesn't have a job that he can't be home with Gracie Bell. Right. So, I mean, I don't know what a coach's schedule is like, but <laughs> yeah. All right, let's go into a booster of the week. Liz, who is our uh, booster? Booster of the week. You're a total booster. Our booster is Jacqueline. Jacqueline. Jack Attack. She uh, has been with us for quite some time now. And I love each week for whatever episode she sends us the emoji. It's so important for uh, for you guys to send us the emoji. If you're listening and you're loving the show and you get to the end of the part of the episode where we talk about the emojis and where you can put them, where you can send them. It just is special to us because we know that you're listening and that you're taking the time out of your day to let us know that you are. And she does that each week and it's so special and so sweet and She's just a warm, nice person. We just wanted to thank you for for uh, being with us. Thank you, Jacqueline. Uh, speaking of emojis, which emoji should we pick for this week? Is there a watch? There is a watch or a clock. Ugh, there's a clock. Time of the show where we check the emoji list. <laughs> there is a watch. I mean, it's not like a very nice watch, but it's like a, a black. Oh, no, it's not a digital watch. Yeah, there's a watch. It's a black watch. Yeah, let's do a watch. You can stick that watch in a DM like Jacqueline does to let us know you're listening each week, or you can stick it in an Apple Podcast review and rate us five stars. In fact, we did get a new review. We did. It's from Stoop Boy. Stoop Kid doesn't want to leave a stoop. to leave a stoop. Um, great fan cast. Five stars. I love that name, fan cast. It's what this really is. It's not we really a podcast. Should Use that. Yeah. Uh, there are three potential reasons to listen to Talk in Texas Forever. One, you're a fan of Friday Night Lights. Two, you're new to Friday Night Lights and want a good spoiler-free rewatch pod. And or three, you enjoy genuine chemistry between friends, having fun, talking about a great TV show. These ladies are great and so is the pod. That's so sweet. Thank you so much. That's really, really sweet. I love that. Thank you so, so much. Thanks, Stoop Boy. Stoop Boy. Thank you. So be like Stoop Boy, put a watch in that Apple Podcast review, rate us five stars. It would mean the world to us. And then we'll read it here on air. Yes. Yeah. We love it. All right, Liz, are you ready? Yes. She's ready for next week's title, along with four words I'm going to give you to describe the episode and you can make your predictions. Season two, episode 13, Humble Pie which we will have one of our patrons joining us. Humble pie. Cute. Yeah. Can't wait for that. Okay. So the four words I'm giving you. Charges. Gun. Oh, Jesus. Jealous. And volleyball. Hmm. Charges. Mm. Does charges have to do with Santiago? Oh, no. Charges are going to do with Smash because the kid is going to press charges because he didn't do anything, even though he just verbally spewed racism and shit. Um, so charges will be on Smash, which is going to suck. Gun. Maybe we are going to go back to the guy thing because he does have a gun and we'll use it on Tim and potentially Billy. This is going to suck. Um, we're going to... Mm, what you say? <laughs> I wish. Let's get it on another show of ours. 
<laughs> or like a situation if you know you know that yeah. type of situation where one kid is going to be in danger and the other will sort of rescue in a way and take down guy um jealous this is tim with lila and chris because who else would be jealous i'm just gonna go with that tim it's gonna be tim jealous because lila and chris have been hanging out he notices that they like each other maybe they start to like date for a little bit and it's gonna make tim upset because he's jealous and he should have tried harder but it's not his time. And volleyball, volleyball, volleyball. <laughs> Someone's going to take up the sport. Who could it be? I don't know why it was like leaning towards Matt. That doesn't make any sense. Maybe Julie's taking a volleyball and she's like, I'm actually really not athletic and I can't do it. But she's on the dance team. But, she, but that doesn't mean anything for volleyball. Um, Man, my prediction is that Julie is going to just have this fun volleyball thing like maybe her and lois like try out for the team lois and uh well whatever it is i look forward because i feel like none of these are correct except for maybe the smash thing yeah you're like yeah none yep, of them yep yep, yep yep i appreciate hearing your predictions and look forward to watching with you next week and our patron who will be a TBD. surprise yeah we didn't pick that winner yet all right but before we end this episode we do have will's football poetry corner the holder. The holder receives the snap for the kicker and places the ball tip down on the ground for the kick. Matt is holding deep feelings for Colorado while she is holding a one-way ticket back to Guatemala. Tammy holds on to Gracie Bell when she is supposed to give her to daycare. Finally, Santiago has a hard time moving forward because he is holding on to people from his past. Oh, beautiful. This might be one of my favorites. That's a good one. Yeah, that's so great. so good, Will. Thank you so much. Thanks, Will. You're the best. Uh, and everybody who listens to this podcast is the best. Yes. You guys are great. Thank <laughs> you for the listens. Thank you for the downloads. Thank you for the reviews. If you're liking the show and you haven't, maybe consider it. I know you guys know the spiel each week, but yeah. when you do, Michelle and I get super excited and we screenshot them and send it to us and we post it on Instagram because we get so excited that you're enjoying the show because we put a lot of hard work and dedication into these podcasts and it just, it's nice to know that you care and that you're listening. Yeah, because then it's just us talking it's just to us talking to us and to in ourselves. a hot room with saws next door and cats, and cats. meowing <laughs> so if that's your thing uh which it seems like it is come back next week and we'll be discussing season two episode 13 humble pie mm. makes me think of like blueberry pie what would you consider a humble pie to be uh apple oh apple okay i don't know what maybe humble is like making me think of like huckleberry and then it's making me think it's like purple i don't know <laughs> cool ending thank you so much for listening to talking texas forever a friday night lights podcast you can email us at talking texas forever at gmail.com if you're interested in seeing what we do with this show and all of our others head over to instagram at total betty podcast network this has been a total betty podcast produced and edited by michelle rubenstein and Alyssa tenio music by anthony vacora 